The sports world continues to go woke, and the price is being paid. Illinois wants to take all your choices away. Yep, that's what the left calls democracy. And Joe Biden continues to take us back to the 18th century. Us, mind you. Not him. He'll, he'll be just fine. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great weekend. We had a good weekend. Josie and I went to a baseball game yesterday. We saw the Dodgers play the Padres. Of course, I live in San Diego, so that's the only way I see the Dodgers is by going to a Padre game. Um, they ended up winning 8-2. to two. I got to tell you something. Uh, the Dodgers are looking like the team from 1988. They're kind of an iffy team. They have a couple of stars, but everybody else is only about average as far as baseball is concerned. You watch. They may win the playoff. Right now, they are 48 games out from clinching the division and a playoff spot. They look like they're going to clinch a playoff spot, even if they go 500 for the rest of the year. But they're looking pretty good. And, and while we're on sports, let's get to some sports right now before we talk about dumbasses of the day. Well, um, the women's soccer team has finally been defeated after two World Cups, the third World Cup. They have been defeated. They lost to Sweden. The score was 0-0, and they lost in, they lost in penalty kicks. Um, and you know something? It, it couldn't have happened to a better team. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm even wondering why they, the women's soccer team has a team in the United States for a couple reasons. One, nobody watches soccer anyway. They definitely don't watch women's soccer. Now, you keep hear, and I keep hearing this from my, my brother-in-law. He keeps saying, oh, soccer, it'll sell out. You know who goes to soccer games? People who aren't from the United States. Nobody from the United States goes to a soccer game. It's boring. Women's soccer, 10 times worse. So as far as the women's soccer team, yeah, you could get rid of them. Who cares? But the other reason to get rid of the women's soccer team is they just hate the United States. We really don't need a soccer team representing us that hates the United States so much as this women's team does. Now, don't forget, now this has been happening since... I think the last World Cup back in 2020, 2021, where they knelt for the national anthem. They were then finally by the U.S. soccer uh, conference. They were forced to stand, but they refused to put their hands on their chest. They refused to, to sing the national anthem. They just, they all look like a bunch of sour pusses. I mean, last World Cup... The United States won it. The women won it. And one of the gals threw the American flag on the ground so that she could dance. And believe me, you, people caught that. And then, of course, they're constantly calling the United States racist and sexist and transphobic and all of this crap. This crap. Now they, they are getting paid the same as they are with the men as the men, because they threw a temper tantrum enough. And uh, so the men finally said, okay, they can have some of our checks from our World Cup appearances. You know what the problem is? They have a quarter of the people watching. That's why the men get paid far more than the women, even though the women's soccer team has won the last two World Cups. The men get about 4 
billion watching them play, the women get about a billion. So right off the bat, there's a reason the men get paid more. People watch them. And by the way, the men's soccer, it's actually fun to watch. Women's soccer, not so much. Sorry, it's not. The women kick about half the distance as the men. It is a very slow game. And soccer is slow in the first place. But it is a very slow game. Well, one of the people who will be retiring, and one of the people who actually screwed up against Sweden, and I'm just thrilled about it, is Megan Rapinoe. Megan Rapinoe, who is a perpetual victim. And she's a perpetual victim because she's a woman, she's gay, and she's worth $10 million. Yes, she's worth $10 million. I guess that still makes you a victim. She was uh, crying like a bitch after she missed the penalty kick. And, well, actually her response after she kicked the penalty kick was a little odd. She was actually laughing about it. I don't think much of that. I think that's just, she's just dealing with it. I mean, have you ever done something wrong and just kind of tried to laugh it off? And that's what she did. Uh, People are making kind of a big deal about that. I don't think they should. Um, But then she was interviewed after. And and this is a gal who's been playing. She's got like 60 international appearances and stuff. And she was asked, okay, so what is it? What is your fondest memory of your your entire career? Because she's retiring. She's like 300 years old. She's got a lesbian wife. Her hair is blue. I, I guess she's just retiring. And she said this. Is there a memory that stands out to you right now in this moment? Oh, um, I mean, probably equal pay chance um, after the final. Um, and I think, you know, they were saying equal pay, but could have been saying a lot of things. I think this team has always fought for so much more, and uh, that's been the most rewarding part for me, of course, playing in World Cups and winning championships and doing all that. But, um, you know, to know that we've used our really special talent to do something, you know, that's really, like, changed the world forever, I think that means the most to me. And, you know, the players in this locker room here, um, they're just getting started. And, you know, to all the players that I've played with, obviously, um, you know, who know what it's like to be in the grind, um, that's the best part. Is it any wonder that nobody is watching Women's World Cup in the United States? Now, you'll hear on Twitter a lot of people are are complaining that, oh, yeah, everyone's watching. No, they had to give away tickets in New Zealand where it's being held in Australia. They gave away 20,000 tickets for the opening game. Nobody is what even the news media is sitting back and saying, well, I don't understand why no one's watching women's soccer. It's really exciting, blah, blah. It's not exciting. It's boring. And this is the team the United States has to root for. They hate the United States. This gal isn't playing to win for the United States. She's playing the win for social justice causes. That is her fondest memory is that she's getting, well, I mean, I guess that could be a fond memory. She's going to be getting a check she didn't earn. She's going to be making all those money from the men's team. I mean, I'm kind of curious if the men are actually sitting back and saying, my gosh, this is really terrible. We should not have given our money up to these women. By the way, the women were actually getting paid more than the men 
because it was based payment to the players is based on percentage of people that are watching. The men were earning eight percent of the total gross from media outlets that actually played their games. The women were earning sixteen percent. Well, now the women are earning sixteen percent of all the people that watch the women play, and they're earning an additional couple of percentage points from what all the people that are watching the men play. So they were they they are earning big money. And for this broad to sit back and, and be so hateful of the United States, which she is, she's a terrible person. She is a terrible person. To be so hateful of the United States, and she's worth $10 million because she can kick a soccer ball, and she can't even kick a soccer ball that well. This is, this is, this is what she's proud of. Terrible human being. But that's not, that's not all. That's not all the sports... Uh, happened this weekend according to the daily wire and, and here's another here's another sports franchise that's probably going to get absolutely pummeled they're going the way of bud light according to daily wire nascar nascar faced backlash online over the weekend after it suspended a driver for his quote actions on social media end quote nora gragson i've never heard of him was suspended by NASCAR and Legacy Motor Club after he reportedly liked a meme on Instagram that mocked the George Floyd death. Now, the meme, I, I had to look for it because I never, I didn't hear about it. And basically, it is a crab under the ocean with a face, with uh, George, Floyd's, George Floyd's face pasted on top of it and the, the words under the knee under the knee on it so basically it actually now that i say it it's, it's actually kind of funny okay but mind you this guy gregson he didn't make the meme he didn't post the meme he didn't repost the meme he just liked it that's all he did and it was kind of funny it was tacky but it's funny okay both uh, the article continues. Um, both NASCAR and Legacy Sport Motorsports released a statement confirming the decision. "Quote: NASCAR fully supports Legacy Motorsport Motor Club's decision to suspend Nora Gregson," NASCAR said in a statement. Following his actions on social media, NASCAR has determined that Gregson has violated member conduct section of the 2023 NASCAR rulebook and has placed him under indefinite suspension. Mind you, this guy just liked it. And this guy did it on, on social media. He didn't do anything. Legacy Motor Club said in a statement, We have made the decision to suspend Noah Gregson effective immediately regarding his actions that do not represent the values of our team. Now, is this an overreaction? Of course it is. This is a meme that he liked. By the way, is this, is this censorship? Of course it's censorship. You can't have an opinion. Yes, there was a meme out there that made fun of George Floyd. There is nobody out there that should be made fun of more than George Floyd. And I'm sorry, it's been three years. Get over it. The guy was a thug. He was a criminal. This is a man who held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach in the middle of a drug robbery. This is a terrible... He died because he was ODing on fentanyl. And to this day, I will tell you right now, those cops didn't kill him. He died of an overdose. 
and they did not even treat him any different. I mean, even in the court, in the court when Derek Chauvin, who may or may not have been a good guy, I don't know, even the court had to admit that Derek Chauvin did not actually put his knee on his neck like everyone was complaining. He had it on a shoulder. And you saw the video of his knee on the shoulder while this guy is throwing a hissy fit. Basically, he had um, he had he was having delusions while he was on drugs. And by the way, this guy was the cops wouldn't have been there if he didn't commit a crime. That another minority called into the police. No one talks about any of this stuff. They just talk about the police. Well, it's really hard to feel sorry for Gregson because he does what everyone does. And you kind of understand why. He's a young guy. He, his career is effectively over. Okay. And that's what the left does. Right. He, he apologized. He said, quote, I'm disappointed in myself for my lack of attention and actions on social media. I understand the severity of the situation. He doesn't understand the severity of the situation because it's not a severe situation. I love and appreciate everyone. I try to treat everyone equally, no matter who they are. I messed up, plain and simple. You really didn't. You liked a, a meme. Big deal. But to the left, it is a big deal. That's what they do. That's what they do. Okay, let's get to the let's get to the dumbasses of the day. <laughs> Okay, here's our first one. Here's a shopper. It's from The View. Um, I, I swear these these broads... I, my understanding is The View's canceled. That it's not going to be here next year. Which, it's shocking to me that it lasted as long as it did. But here's something, the big problem with The View. They try and get political and they're just absolutely terrible at it. Here's Joy Behar. And she's sitting back and she's saying, you know, and this is the thing that the left is doing right now on the media, all of the media. I, I think there are only a few media outlets that aren't doing that. Even Fox News is kind of doing this. Um, the economy is not in bad shape. And she's sitting back here and she's basically screaming, touting this Biden economics, telling us how great the economy actually is. Um this is this is just talk about just not being in touch with reality listen to joy behar the economy is booming yeah inflation is down the stock market is doing well uh people are having an easier time putting bread on the table etc he doesn't seem to be getting the credit for that only 41 percent approval is it because they think he's old because i don't see anything else they can point to with with him particularly this is an example of someone being completely out of touch with reality, completely not understanding what a regular person has to go through on a day-in and day-out basis. Joy Bayahar makes $7 million a year on, this, on The View. That's just on The View. Does she deserve it? Probably not. But she makes $7 million a year. As far as the rest of the economy, the rest of the economy is not booming. Inflation not down by enough. Inflation is still up 2%, 2.5% from what it should be and what it was when Joe Biden took over. Gas has just gone up 25 cents in the last week. In California, it's almost at $5. In some gas stations, it's over $5. And this is happening around the country. 
And that's ignoring the fact that gas is up over $2.50 since Joe Biden took over. Where our oil reserves are gone. It costs $140, $50 now to get an oil change at Jiffy Lube, which used to be $19.99. It's to sit back and say, oh, no, things are great. Things are great. But that's what the left has. The left is, is basically pushing that. And if you listen to anybody, anybody who is saying how great the economy is, take a look at their salary. Just Google it. I guarantee you they're over a million dollars. So, yeah, it's not affecting them because do you think Joy Behar is worried about putting gas in her tank? Do you think Whoopi Goldberg is worried about putting gas in her tank? Joy Reid is worried about putting gas in her tank? Of course not. Do you think Joe Biden is? He hasn't spent, he hasn't bought anything in forever. This guy just got his glass replaced by the Secret Service. He just got a fence built around his home in Delaware by the Secret Service. In other words, taxpayer money. These people live in a fantasy world. Well, I got news for you. There's, you can sit there and talk about how great the economy is. But the fact of the matter is people know that's bullshit because they're living through the economy. And there's a reason his approval is at 41%. And that is a very good chance he's going to lose the next election, even with Donald Trump running. But she isn't the only one. She She's the co-winner of the dumbasses of the year. Here is a gal who's saying that the, the Republicans, they keep weaponized. They keep saying the government is weaponized and therefore the weaponized government should go after them. This is a bizarre take. Let's listen. Oh, by the way, her name is, she's a Democratic representative. There's a shocker. Jasmine Crockett. So... <laughs> Let's just listen now. It is absolutely ridiculous that we have these actions that are playing out by my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. You know, they are really getting dangerously close, in my opinion, to criminal culpability in and of themselves as well. And so if I were them, I would stop taking so many actions and continue to express your thoughts. But they are the ones that are weaponizing government when they are taking our committees. Hear that? Republicans are weaponizing the government by having investigations on the weaponization of the government. Well, here's the question I have for Ms. Crockett. Um, what exactly, what people in the Democratic Party are in jail or being indicted for anything? We have people who are pro-life that are being put in jail. We have politicians that are being put in jail. We have Donald Trump, who now has something like 72 charges on him because he's against the establishment. Uh, who exactly is being, who's the government weaponized against? And then, of course, the, the, the part that's amazing is she's admitting that the government's weaponizing. And if Republicans don't shut their mouths and be quiet, the government's going to go after them. She's saying, or it should. Here's the idea. This is what they want. Anybody who says what they don't agree with is breaking the law. Because what they say is right is the law. I mean, you see this already with, you know, if we use the wrong pronouns, you should be fired. You should be thrown in jail. In, in Michigan, 
they made it illegal to misgender someone. You can actually get fined 10 Of course, it's completely uh, unconstitutional. It won't happen. But you can get fined $10,000 for misgendering someone on purpose. And the idea is if someone goes out there and says, well, I'm a she, he, she, she, her, whatever. And I say, no, you're not. And I'm not going to do that. I can get fined $10,000. They want to make it illegal for you to have a counter belief than Big Brother. There's a meme cruising. Uh, there's a meme cruising social media right now, where it says, "I wrote an entire book about this, and you guys still didn't get it." And the memes by George Orwell. The quotes from George Orwell. Of course, it's fake, but I mean. We've got to be careful of fake memes because now we can go to jail and lose our jobs over them. But he's absolutely correct. That entire book was about manipulating language, manipulating thoughts so that they go with the state. So I, I'm sorry, she she wins the dumbass of the day simply because um, <laughs> that is just a really dumb statement. So as I said, uh, gas has gone up 25 cents in the last week, um, $5 a gallon. We were all warned, warned about this, by the way, about a month ago. They said it was going to get to around $5 a gallon again. And by the way, that goes outside of the, outside of the you know, gas goes up during summer thing. Um, the Biden administration also knew that gas was going to go up. And instead, they talk about, I don't know, they talk about inflation going down by a point or something. Um, well, they've decided in immense wisdom to actually start allowing the drilling on federal land, which makes sense. I mean, we have our reserves are down to nothing. Gas is going completely up. They can't take any more oil out of the reserves and pump it into the economy. That's not going to work anymore. We just don't have any more oil in the reserves. And so they decide to allow the drilling. Well, that's a good move. Okay. It's late, but it's a good move. Well, Joe Biden has decided to show the true coward that he really is and what's really important. According to Fox News, the Biden administration proposed a plan to lock up nearly 1.6 million acres of public land from oil and gas development across western Colorado in response to multiple legal challenges filed by environmental groups. In a draft supplemental environmental impact statement announced Thursday, the Bureau of Land Management, BLM, there's a shocker, issued a so-called resource management plan for its Grand Junction field office in Colorado River Valley field offices, which oversee mineral leasing in the area. The proposal would restrict the two offices to leasing just 239,000 acres and 143,000 acres, respectively, for fossil fuel production, a total reduction of about 80%. Quote, Public participation is key to the development of resource management plans, BLM Upper, Upper Colorado River District Manager Greg Larson said in a statement. I guess public participation basically means we're all supposed to just pay extra money for gas and oil and things and just deal with it. That's what they mean by public participation. 
Continuing, this guy says, uh, this new analysis will ensure the BLM's management of these areas will best serve our multiple use missions for the future. Exactly what missions are they trying to accomplish here? Make sure no one can drive. That's what it comes down to. We're not supposed to drive. Gas is supposed to be $6 a gallon because they don't want you driving. They don't want you flying. That's why planes tickets cost so much. That's why um, uh, that's why planes don't take off or arrive on time or they cancel flights. All of this stuff is part of their plan. It's to make us miserable, make us like a third world country. It gets worse too. The left refuses to do the right thing ever. Even if it's common sense, we need to survive kind of thing. They don't want this country to survive. They want this country to, to be dependent on other countries. That's the purpose of globalism. And they want this country bankrupt because we need systemic, systemic change in this country that made us the greatest country in the history of mankind. They want to change it. They want to get rid of it. They want to make us like those pissant countries in Africa. That's their absolute goal. So what do they do? They sue. We're talking barely any land was going to be touched for oil drilling. And the, that land that would have been touched would have brought us tons of oil, enough to make us energy independent. They don't want that. Now, Biden knew that, but he's too much of a coward to stand up to his base. Yeah, keep doing stuff like this. But that isn't the only stuff he's doing. One of the things the Biden administration wants to do is bring us back to the 1800s. Bring us back to the 1700s. That's the real goal of this administration. To make this into a third world country and make this into the banana republic that the rest of this world seems to be living under. Totalitarianism. It's called soft totalitarianism. That's what they want in this country. According to Fox News... We have seen big consumer bad backlash over the 2020 in 2023 over the Biden administration bureaucrats targeting gas stoves, but that could pale in comparison to the coming anger over costly air conditioning regulations. In fact, that has already begun, making this unusually hot summer even more unpleasant for homeowners needing air conditioning repairs, and things could get downright ugly starting next summer. Remember they told us that they weren't actually going after gas stoves or gas-powered cars? And then they actually did go after them? Well, this is another one that I told you they were going after. Now they at least admit it. Continuing with the article, the Environmental Protection Agency, an agency, by the way, which really needs to go away. I mean, they're up there with the IRS. They need to just be eliminated just announced a 40% production cut in 2024 for carbons HFCs, the widely used class of refrigerants being targeted for their claimed contribution to climate change. As it is, a modest 10% cut in force today has already caused many HFCs to triple in price, including HFC 410A, which is used in most home air conditioners. As a result, replacing refrigerant loss from a leak has cost millions to homeowners at at least $150 to $200 more than it used to be. But next summer, stricter protection quotas will be in effect, likely sending refrigerant costs through the roof. 
the and repair costs with them. Now, I do want to 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 remind you of something. HFCs are actually used not just in home air conditioners, but also in car air conditioners. So imagine driving on the 101 freeway, okay, the busiest freeway in the country, in 100 degree heat and not having air conditioner. But that's what this government wants to do to you. EPA regulators are targeting new systems too. A pending rule would outlaw all but the most climate-friendly new air conditioner models by 2025. What are they talking about? Fans. You're going to be able to have a fan. Not air conditioner. A fan. Doing so is strongly supported by the air conditioning equipment makers who see an opportunity to skew the market towards the pricier models. In other words, it's kind of like the same thing with, with car companies. Oh, why would we sell you a $20,000 gas car when we can sell you a $75,000 electric car? The um, air conditioning manufacturers, yeah, they're thrilled with that. They like that idea. They absolutely like that idea because they get to sell you the more expensive air conditioner, which probably is just a fan. So why are they doing this? Why do they keep taking away, taking away, taking away? I mean, this is what they call democracy, by the way. They call this democracy. Well, the reason they're taking away this stuff is because Joe Biden and the Biden administration and the Obama administration, which is running the Joe Biden administration, because Joe Biden doesn't even know where he is 90% of the time. Well, he doesn't know where he is 60% of the time. The other 40% of the time, he's on vacation. Okay, because Joe Biden and the Obama administration, they're all compromised. They're compromised to China. They're compromised to Ukraine. They're compromised with Russia. They're compromised with Mexico. And that's just what we know about. He isn't just giving away the far. He isn't just giving the way. He is literally, excuse me, giving away the farm to these countries. The reason the border is open? Because he's compromised to Mexico. The reason we're giving Ukraine all this money for a war? He's compromised with Ukraine. The reason we're giving China oil from our strategic reserve? Because he's compromised with China. Of course, he's compromised with Russia too, but I can't think of what he's doing with Russia. Well, let's take a, we, the compromi compromise with uh, China we haven't talked about. That's what this story is about, according to Fox News again. The energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, was heavily criticized Friday after Fox News Digital report showed she spoke twice with a top Chinese government official before the White House announced plans to tap energy oil stocks. According to the internal Department of Energy calendars obtained by America for Public Trust, Granholm consulted China National Energy Administration Chairman Zheng Zhuzhang, a senior member of the Chinese Communist Party, November 19, 2021, and two days later, on November 21, 2021. On November 23, 2021, the White House announced a release of 50 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Oh, gee. Why would... Why would... China want us to release 50 million barrels of oil from the strategic reserve. Well, two reasons, two reasons. One, 
Militarily, it's important because the strategic reserve would be used in case we went to war. And the second reason is we've been selling them those oil, that oil. Quote, before telling the American people of their plans to undermine our energy security by draining the SPR at record rates for political purposes before the midterm elections, Secretary Granholm reportedly first secretly consulted with the Chinese Communist Party, House and Energy, House Energy and Com- Commerce Sec- Committee Cat- Chair Kathy McMorris Rogers said in a statement. So he went out to consult. Wow. You wonder why, you wonder if Joe Biden is compromised? He sure is. He sure is bending the knee to China. She continues, this, this Morris, McMorris, Rogers. Since the then, the DOE, under her leadership, Granholm, has sold millions of barrels of oil to, of, uh, from our SPR to China, the world's biggest polluter. It would appear Secretary Granholm meant it, when she said America should, quote, learn, end quote, from what China is doing. We should learn from what China is doing and take their oil away. It's just incredible. And no one's investigating all this crap. Nobody is investigating any of this stuff. The media is completely silent. Could you imagine if Trump was doing this? And as far as compromise, this is, this is nothing but compromise. It's also a part of... Um, this is also kind of a part of the need for the soft tyranny we're actually seeing within this administration. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about some fun stuff. We're going to talk about guns and how they're trying to go after your guns because they are. They're going right after them. And you've got to wonder why. You've got to wonder why. Okay, in our last really disturbing story, this one really bothers me because it's just flat out evil. It is, there is nothing else to say. And it's all coming out of, again, a blue state. This one's Illinois. And I don't, I, okay, anyway, we'll just get right to it. According to a federal, according to Fox News, A federal judge Thursday temporarily blocked a new Illinois law that targeted crisis pregnancy centers, saying it violated free speech. Thank God. U.S. District Judge Ian Johnston, who was appointed by former President Trump, called the law, quote, painfully and blatantly a violation of the First Amendment, end quote. The ruling came after four hours of testimony from pro-life advocates who said the law had infringed on their free speech and ability to hand out literature, literature that gives alternatives to abortion. It's go- quote, it's going to stop us from offering mothers a choice, Kevin Rollet, director of the Rockford Family Initiative and a plaintiff in the lawsuit said. So basically, this law is written so that women do not think their only choice when having an unplanned pregnancy is to have an abortion. They, they, they do have choices. Okay. Whereas if you go to Planned Parenthood, that, that's your choice. You have the abortion. You have to have an abortion. Your life will end. Mind you, that costs you five to $700. So it's not like Planned Parenthood doesn't get anything out of it, right? So you've got these pregnancy centers who basically hand out literature and, and tell you, you get a choice when you, you get a choice when you keep your baby. And 
there are options when you keep your baby. And it's a good thing to keep your baby. Because it turns out sticking a spike into your uterus and scrambling a baby's brains probably isn't a good thing. And they tell you this, they give you these options, and they do it for free. These places all are nonprofits. So they're not making five to seven hundred dollars every time they save a baby. So you got to be thinking to yourself, maybe this is more complicated. Maybe that's not what this law does because it is so overtly censoring, silencing people they don't agree with. Maybe it's got to be, it's got something to do with democracy, right? Because having choice is the democratic way. If you don't have a choice, that's not democracy. Well, let's read on here. On July 27th, Governor J.B. Pritzker signed the Deceptive Practices of Limited Services Pregnancy Centers Act, which that allows the state attorney general to crack down on crisis pregnancy centers deemed to be using, quote, deceptive tactics, end quote, to influence pregnant women who come to them to, get, to not get abortions. Quote, women need access to comprehensive fact-based health care when making critical decisions about their own health. Not manipulation or misinformation from politically motivated non-medical actors, end quote, Pritzker said in a statement when he signed the law. By empowering the Attorney General's office to battle deceptive practices, we're ensuring Illinoisians can make their own decisions about their bodies using accurate and safe information. By the way, their information. So there's so much wrong with this statement. First off, um, if you're going to make a critical decision, wouldn't it be good that you have the options on the table? Well, Governor J.B. Pritzker wants to remove the option of actually, you know, keeping the baby. Okay, they want that off the table. They just want you to have the abortion. The law would allow the state attorney general to investigate complaints by crisis pregnancy centers. Those complaints would typically come from abortion clinics and strengthens the Attorney General's authority to prosecute incidences of consumer fraud in such cases. Violators of the law could face up to a $50,000 fine. Nope, not that complicated. These people want to take away your choice. That's it. All I keep hearing is pro-choice, pro-choice. Okay, first off, they're pro-abortion. They're not pro-choice. They want to take away your choices. Okay, and they want to take away the benefits. Why do they want to take away the choice? Because the choice they don't agree with is, quote, disinformation, end quote. Here's some things. Okay, here's some things. Crisis pregnancy centers are a place you go. They don't sit there and walk into abortion clinics and pull women by the hair out of the stirrups to, to avoid them getting abortions. If you want an abortion really badly, you can get an abortion really badly. No one is going to stop you. The disinformation that these, these people are actually talking about is that you are killing your baby. Don't forget, fetus in Latin means offspring. So even using the term fetus does not change the fact that you are killing a human being. That killing your baby is murder and that you will regret it. That's the choice they're giving you. They're saying you can get the abortion and this stuff could happen to you or you could keep the baby. 
And maybe good things will happen. Maybe you won't regret it. God wants you to have a family. And that having family is a good thing. Yes, they do say that. Most of these crisis pregnancy centers are Christian-based. And families, they are a good thing. You can make it through the difficult time. That's a terrible thing to tell people. Yes, you're pregnant. Yes, it wasn't planned. Yes, it's going to be hard. But you can make it. And then the biggest piece of disinformation that these crisis pregnancy centers do, and the left cannot tolerate it, they actually show you an ultrasound of the baby. The only medical thing they do in this clinic is put a um, uh, put an ultrasound machine on a woman's belly so that the mother can see the baby and realize, oh my God, that is not a fetus. That is not a clump of cells. That is a human being with a head, arms, and a torso. And that it moves. And that it sleeps. It gets comfortable. It cries. It reacts to you. It reacts to voice. They show them this. The correct information that the the abortion clinics are giving according to the state of Illinois, your baby is just a clump of cells and not a human being. Oh, there's a problem there. Because the disinformation at a pregnancy crisis center proves otherwise. Your life will be so much better because it's you that, that, that matters. It's, the baby doesn't matter. The baby, human beings don't matter. We're beginning to learn that with the left. I mean, do we not see that the left supports euthanasia? They support abortion. They support giving kids uh, sterilizing drugs. They support mutilating the genitalia of kids. All of this stuff they support. They support drug addiction. They support crime. Do we not see that they are the party of misery and death? They also say that families are bad, that you you have to get rid of the baby because you don't want to get stuck in that evil evil thing called a family because they're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. And then the, the biggest truth that they say and by truth, I mean lie, is that it's good and healthy to have for a doctor to stick a spike in your uterus, scramble the brains, and then suck out a baby with a vacuum cleaner just to dump it inside of a trash can. That's good. That's a good thing. That's health care. That's healthy for a woman. Doesn't that sound healthy? Here's the thing. Again, if you want to get an abortion, get an abortion. No one's stopping you. You can get... It's legal. I, Unfortunately, it's legal. You can go to uh, get an abortion. You don't have to go to a pregnancy crisis center. You don't have to take a pamphlet from a pregnancy crisis center. Here's the problem the left is having. People are having second thoughts about getting rid of their babies. This is a problem. Pregnancy crisis centers are being attended by, pe- by mothers who are worried about what's going to happen to them. And people are listening to them. And they're learning they do have alternatives. The left doesn't want you to have those alternatives. The left wants democracy. And democracy means our way or no way. We'll censor you. We will, you like a meme, we will rid you of your career. And they want to kill your children. They want to kill your ch- children. They want to sterilize your children. They want to mutilate your children. 
They want to sexualize your children. They want to have sex with your children. Have any doubt? Go to California. California is now basically one step from making it le- pedophilia legal. I'm not kidding you. Because now they're, they're basically saying in California, a child can consent to having sex with an adult. It's coming. It, well, it's coming. It's already here. Okay, we got more news tomorrow. I hope you guys have a great day. Love you all. This is Gene, This and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Thank you.